The Nigerian student, the Nigerian student multitasks. The Nigerian student is one who does not have an option but to multitask. The Nigerian student might not be, will not be just a student. The Nigerian student is trying to figure out, oh, what next? Meanwhile, he's actually been a student. The Nigerian student is now troubled because when he turns to the left or turns to the right, they tell him that, oh, Nigeria has nothing for you. Nigeria is a place where we have more unemployed people than those who are unemployed. The Nigerian student is one who, when she comes out and says, oh, I'm a law student, they say, do you know how many lawyers we have? The Nigerian student is me. The Nigerian student is a multitasker. The Nigerian student is versatile. The Nigerian student feels like he or she has no option but to multitask. However, the Nigerian student strives. The Nigerian student is one who, when and who and however, once he is out of the Nigerian space, strives. The Nigerian student is one who does not sit back and wait for the societal conventions. The Nigerian student will always figure out a way. The Nigerian student is one who goes around preaching the gospel of hustling. The Nigerian student doesn't stop. The Nigerian student moves. The Nigerian student looks for an opportunity, sees an opportunity, grabs an opportunity. The Nigerian student is always calculating, is always saying, oh, I could make this, I could make that, I could make this, I could make that. But really, is it the economy? Or it is what it is? Or what really? This is the Nigerian student. Tips of how to be a Nigerian student. You have to breathe and be a Nigerian student. The Nigerian student is me. The Nigerian student is you. The Nigerian student is all of us together. The Nigerian student is we. And yeah, I am a Nigerian student. Who are you? I'm breathing hard because I'm doing this. And I just finished listening to my favorite female artist, Thames. I just finished listening to Thames, Haya, and this is me. I am your host on Describe, Chinasa, and I am here to give you a Nigerian student episode. And I am recording this 12.04 a.m. in the middle of the night. It's not really the middle yet, but it's like... That unholy hour. What do they call it? Ungodly hour. What are you doing awake at this ungodly hour? <laughs> yes. So if you listen to my previous episode, you would have heard that I wanted to do this. And finally doing this because I wanted this to be like an episode that would crown the month of February. Because I had like different people in the month of February. But the month of February had a bigger plan for me. I mean, I was broken. No heartbreak, guys. Not heartbreak. I was broken on different ends. I actually released an episode called The Nigerian Student and Sad Stories. And you guys, in that episode, I literally cried. Like, I was crying. I was crying in the episode. My voice was not audible the way I hear my voice now. It was totally, totally, totally different. 
and that episode was something else like bro i cried i cried in a full-blown episode i put it up just because i wanted a few persons to listen to it and i don't know about seven or eight people listening to that episode i don't know who they are wherever they are um how far none of you ever reached out to me apart from like one person that i specifically wanted to listen to it and yeah but that episode i might put like snippets from that episode here <laughs> so um my name is chinasa your host again oftentimes people have asked me how do you combine your school how do you combine business how do you combine your social life together and how do you look like a success yes and i shake my head and say oh i just do it it just happens i know for sure that i have multitasking abilities like i somehow figure out i think i want to call it the cheat process of how to like um multitask so this is me i'm tempted to give you a full-blown gist about my life if you've listened to describing describing is also about my life a little bit of my life and like with time since this episode is my episode i would like come and be giving you guys like snippets so it's like as you agree with me as you listen to more of my episodes you hear like my ideas changing you understand the phase i am in it's like it's like a journey with me you know one of my cousins shout out to praise she listened to like all of my episodes i guess in one day she was like oh i liked this she gave me her constructive reviews and feedback then she said i feel like i now know a part of you so like random gist that you wouldn't hear outside you're hearing here and you know now like what's gist about someone's life is just almost everybody likes to hear gist <laughs> personally i like to hear gist like it's not like the gist is so supposed to be a medium for me to like shame on whoever i'm listening to it's just me i always say it. it's like you're walking on the street and i know something about you and i'm like oh really <laughs> is that like a good or a bad trait yeah so when kelvin kelvin was on like three other episodes or love valentine gifts and the rush when he, that's the kelvin i'm talking about now he said he replied to a tweet of mine on twitter Think about the podcast i think he quoted it or he just gave a response and he said baddest like when kelvin said baddest i knew like i knew deep down i had to make an actual episode for this i already did as i earlier said like i cried very while at it well let me share my story to you this is going to be like a long ass ride i don't know if i'm going to like make it like a two episode i don't know hopefully it's going to be one however this is a full-blown episode of a part of my life and i'm letting you in especially as a nigerian student yeah so take a moment and think about you if you were ever a student in nigeria majority of my listeners as at today 79 percent of my listeners are nigerians so think for a moment were you a nigerian student are you a nigerian student what are your current struggles and 
everything and problems and successes and glories and triumphs. I don't know if our story would be related, but this is my student. I will try to give you a clip of what my life has been as a Nigerian student, majorly focusing on the university phase and just maybe one or two of my formative years at primary and secondary school. Yeah, first off, I ate yam and palm oil this evening, like just normal palm oil. I don't know what they call it in other places, but we call it palm oil here. Yam and palm oil, boiled yam and palm oil. So the palm oil, I just put like pepper in it, like dried pepper that is already mixed with spices. I put it in it with a little bit of salt in the palm oil and I enjoyed it because it just reminded me of my formative years when I was growing up as a child in Katsina State and when like my father would just feel like oh that's what he wants to eat and he just tells us to go and bring the oil and fry it and put a little bit of onions and we just fry the onions just for a little bit and fresh pepper and we sit down at home and we eat it there's just this natural it feels like food do you understand because it is bland the yam is bland and the palm oil is bland also but it has a taste and it's just so beautiful to eat yeah so first of all think about that i don't know if that's like anybody's ideal regular meal every day but that's not like my regular meal every day i was hungry in my house and i left my house to a neighbor's house to ask her oh esther do you have any extra food left and she was watching a movie maybe about to sleep or she was just going to allow the title of the movie take her and I came and she was like, oh, let me cook for you. And I was like, oh, no, Esther, don't do that. Don't do that. She was insisting that, oh, she's going to cook and everything. And I said, oh, no. She now said, oh, yeah, you come and cook it. And I just did not have an option, even though I did not want to cook, but I was hungry. I boiled the yam in her house. And she was somewhat offering me her stew. Apart from the fact that I didn't want to use her stew, I decided that, oh, like I would actually enjoy that palm oil. She gave me palm oil. And yeah, so that's how I got to eat it. Now, I was trying to say that I don't know if that's everybody's ideal meal. I think some people would even call that a poor man's food in this same Nigeria. But as a student, these are my realities. On some days, I'm left with no food in my house and trying to figure out, oh, what do I eat? And I am so unashamed to even go to my neighbor's house and say, oh, do you have food? I mean, I have 27 other neighbors, but I don't knock on every other person's door, trust me. But a few people might even do that because maybe they are too broke to be able to afford food, too lazy as I am, or do not have gas, as I do not have gas right now, to get food to eat. I mean, we are in Nigeria. This is a Nigerian student reality. Maybe it happens in America. Maybe it happens in, in Canada. Maybe it happens in India. But I am stationed in Nigeria and this is what I know as a Nigerian student. And I know that it is not a trend, but we can call it a trend because I see students who are in my area who ask, Oh Priscilla, do you have food today? Priscilla, how far? We see you cook now. We see we go chop. Or my neighbor just next door is like, Priscilla, how far now? I ain't going to cook. And as a girl, come on, everybody expects you to cook. But I think my neighbor already knows that. Oh, I am not that girl to cook every day because I mean, very much. I think I have cooked just once in the month of March, and yeah, 
<laughs> yes. So this is just like a snippet of one part of my life. So most times as a Nigerian student, I don't cook. Majority of Nigerian students cook, but me, I don't know. I think I get lazy to cook. I find cooking stressful and it just happens that I buy food outside and I come back home, eat the food I buy. Oh, some days I just figure out how to eat peanuts and maybe donuts or juice or something. I don't take tea every day because tea is almost like an expense because if you have to buy tea attributes like the milk, the, the chocolates and everything. I mean, we're in Nigeria, things are hard. When I was growing up, a subject of milk was like 13 naira. Right now, it is um, 18 naira. 18 naira, 60, 70 naira is expensive. You might say, oh, 30 and 80, what's the difference? That's like 15 naira difference. And when you try to scoop it, it's not even up to one full scoop. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, you are a Nigerian. You should be able to relate to this thing that I am seeing. So, when I was in secondary school, I was a, I, I, I was just an alright babe. I did whatever you can think of as a student. Now, I was so anxious to get into the university. I am not here to really give you all this about my secondary school because it is a whole lot of this. I went to two secondary schools. Yeah, when I was in secondary school, I wanted to come to the university. Everybody wanted to. And before then, I had cousins who spent so much time before they got into the university. And on some days, I would say to myself, um, God, I pray I did not spend so much time. I thought it was a problem with them. Do you understand? I thought it was a damn thing. To an extent, I even said, oh, it's a family problem. It's like my family, my family, we don't, once you're done with secondary school, it takes a long while before you get into the university. But I, I don't know if it was them. I just think it was Nigeria. I had cousins who would hear my mother talk about them writing jam and them not passing. Not, not them not passing, them passing and not gaining admission into the university because we are in Nigeria. Nobody was going to get them into the university because maybe they were, they were just not picked. Do you understand? I had this cousin who I had wrote jam like five times and when I was still in secondary school, I will plead the blood of Jesus and say, God forbid, God, please, that will not be my portion. Once I am done with secondary school, I'm going to enter the university that year, that year. I mean, I don't know if I would say I was a naive Nigerian student. I was just a girl who wanted to get into the university. After secondary school, I remember my mother would talk about, because I went to a boarding school, because I went to a boarding school, I only like had clothes to wear, like normal clothes to wear when I'm on break and all of all those things. So even though I had like a bunch of clothes, I did not have a bunch of clothes like other kids that would wear them every day. Do you understand? Because I already had like programmed and tailored wears. That did not mean I did not have clothes. Or, but I guess, you, I guess that you understand my gist. So my mother would always talk about her buying university boxes for us buying new clothes like she talked about us having university clothes she made us see like university as a grand thing i mean it's like oh when your sister is going to the university you need to buy her this box you need to buy her this clothes you need to buy her this and this and that but rushing to 
2014 to 2016, when my sister was done with secondary school in 2014, she did not get admission to the university. And I was done with the university in 2016, and I didn't get admission either. And then the Nigerian in us started to play. You know, I was young that time and I just always, always ask. That was like my major prayer point to get into the university. I don't know if this happens everywhere. It doesn't happen to everybody really in this Nigeria. Some people just apply and they get schools, get admitted. But as a Nigerian student, I applied for three good years or maybe four years before I got into the university. And it was a struggle. It was a mess because, I mean, I was young. And I started seeing all my friends in university and everything. My parents could not comfortably pay me, pay their way for me to go into a private university. I already went to a private university in my secondary school days from just one SS3. And that was like a hard job or something my parents did regardless for me to have good education. But they could not do that again in my university days. Sometimes I sit back and I wonder, could they have switched times? Like, could they have paid for that when I was in the university rather than for me in um, secondary school? But I mean, God is the one that is directing and he knows everything we are doing. So I leave it that that's how God wanted it. and That's how faith wanted it. And yes, I am currently in a federal university, the University of Uyo, Akwaibom State. Yeah. Now, before I got into the university, I already said it. I finished in 2016. I got into the university in 2020, four years. Before I got into the university, I did a bunch of things. I mean, even to get into the university, I did. I started A levels in 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 Lorraine, like A levels in Lorraine, and I never finished there because. Somehow, somehow, I think we got distracted. Now, it was a two-factor thing. We started hearing stories that people that did A-levels never got into the university. Like, their certificates in A-levels never took them anywhere. So, my sister and I were sort of discouraged. Told our, we sold our parents that story also. So, they just took us out. And also, we didn't fully finish paying off like our fees also so it was like a two reason thing okay if the certificate might not be complete why do we now have to you know finish it and since we didn't even finish paying so like all right let's just leave you understand that was how that happened 2018 i somehow believed and we all thought we were going to go abroad and go to the university that did not work also in 2019, I mean, I applied, and yeah. Now, in 2018, I started to sell Zobo because I wanted to, you know, make money to buy my sanitary pads, to buy my airtime, to maybe do my hair, pay my transport bills. Whenever I wanted to go to a friend's house, I was currently in Abuja at that point in time, I would always have to tell my friends that, oh, I don't have TP. My friends are like, oh, don't worry, just come, we'll pay your TP. And I sort of started getting uncomfortable because these people were always paying my TP. It was not even a big deal. Maybe it was like 15 hours from my house, my auntie's house to their house. But they were paying my TP and I wasn't comfortable. 
so i needed to figure out the way to pay my tp yeah so i started doing that in 2018 yep now remember i said that i cried a little bit in the other episode not a little bit a whole lot i just thought of the fact that that episode was like a whole i feel like i would actually be release it maybe in the next 10 years <laughs> like a whole lot of crying and i just settled and i'm like hmm i'm proud of myself that i can even record this story so that was one of the reasons why i started doing all those things then fast forward that's in 28 2019 my family moved to kaduna state when we stayed living in kaduna state I started to sell my Zubo again. I started to sell Kunu just for me to be able to have money so that I can I can buy my data. I can transport myself to some places. I can buy like so that I can buy stuff. Apart from buying stuff, I had this idea that I could assist my family. Do you understand? With any one naira I had, I just felt like even if it was a thousand naira, it could do more good than harm. So yeah, so I did all of those things because I wanted to help myself, I wanted to help my family, and yeah, that was just basically what it was. Then at least as time progressed when I started having like devices to buy my data, just to sort out my own personal bills and especially to pay my transportation fare, because I started getting embarrassed when i just tell you that oh can you help me pay my tp but i mean i am a nigerian nigerian students do some of all those things i don't know you've listened for a while now can you like take a pause and subscribe to this channel mm? can you please do that for me whatever you are listening with can you just take a pause go and subscribe and all of that so that was how we started in 2019 i would list out a bunch of things i sold I sold popcorn, I sold konu, I sold zobo, not like on the road, not like carrying it on my head, like maybe in front of our house. I got a store somehow, somehow in the year 2019 to sell noodles. So I started selling noodles at a store that was close to my house also. But I had to stop because I wanted to read for jam. And I read for jam, I had to go into the library. So the time I was using to stay at my shop, I rather went to the library with it. So yeah, um, what else again? Mm, I sold moi moi at some point. I sold fruit salad. I sold chips and egg. Um, what else did I sell? Bro, I'm sure I sold something else. <laughs> I sold smoothies. Yeah, like... It just kept evolving. I just kept selling things, then making drinks, cocktails. Not cocktails because they didn't have alcohol. But majorly mocktails and the likes of it. It was a crazy shit. The year 2019 was crazy. That was when I met a bunch of people in Kaduna because I just moved in and I started meeting people because I went for events. You get? So yeah. So back to uh, my story. So, yeah, that's, that's just basically how I started selling a bunch of things. Then, after my jam, I got admitted. I got I scored 257, and I got admitted to study law. I found out that I got admitted on the 1st of January 2020. 
and on the 9th of January 2020, I took a bus and I found myself in Uyo. Yeah, you heard me right. When I came to Uyo, I stopped at a friend's place, stayed in her house. Yeah, stayed in her house for like a week and I started looking for a place to live. That was like very funny because I looked for my house in one day, found my I found my house in one day also, and um what happened again? You know, I just after I found that house, I then moved into the house. I found it in one day, moved into the house. I think the next day, and then COVID happened. Then I had to leave. Now, fast forward to when I came back to, to Uyo. Well, not fast forward. Let's take it backward to the um, entrepreneurship thing and selling all the things. The first person I ever heard talk about selling stuff, I don't know why I don't know that man's name anymore. I always just have it up my head. I watched him on TV, AIT. I recall, like, as I'm speaking right now, I'm visualizing how it went. So I watched him on TV. And on TV that day, he talked about how people can sell things and earn money, package their stuff properly and earn money. He gave a literal example of if someone decides to sell sugar cane. Do you understand? And imagine the person packaging this sugar cane very well and taking it to people's offices to sell. That was my first ever like no my that's not my first business idea that was my first like introduction into like business then i had a friend i still talk to him he was doing something like a campaign or something on facebook that time where he was talking about from enter from being an employ employ employer being an employee to employer so instead of being an employee you become an employer how do you become an employer by having a business now that was the second encounter the third time i now now before that third time i now started to do my maths because the only thing the only skill i felt i had was since he said we should sell something was to sell zobo because you know i learned how to do zobo from my family like one day we just started doing zobo in the house from my mom and after that, I was like, oh, this is the only thing I know I can sell and I can earn money from it. And that was like basically it. So we went for camp one time in Living Faith Church Goshen. And we had like a session. I went to the business side. And they spoke about like how people can also like sell stuff and get money. How one woman like made fruit, dried like concentrates from fruits. And just, they just like all those things just shaped my idea. And I was like. Oh, I can sell something and make money. I can sell something and make money. <laughs> so I went to I went to I went to the markets. I think like two months after that thing. I think April May. I think in May. I think May nineteenth was actually the first day in twenty eighteen. I started my business if I can recall. Meanwhile, all this information started from like twenty seventeen. Maybe that's twenty eighteen still earlier during the year. And I went to the market with five hundred naira and I bought like. 12 new bottles from one man i bought like maybe quarter or one cup of zobu that time for like 150 
and I bought like ginger 50 naira and I bought because the bottles were like 20 20 naira or 10 10 naira then I bought like you guys I just bought stuff for my zobo with 500 that's 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 all I'm saying do you get and I bought all of those things and like I I, I did not transport myself home I walked because the market was far from my auntie's house. Karo Market was far from my auntie's house, federal housing, federal housing, Karo. But I could walk like I knew routes. And I walked that day from my auntie's, from the market back home. My sister had one boyfriend like that. I passed through there, told them that, oh, I'm going to start my civil business. Just showed them my stuff. From there, I walked. I shall walk. And as I was walking home, I saw shops. I kept telling people who I had made like friends with over the time I was there in Abjada. Oh, I'm going to be selling Zobo tomorrow. I'm going to have Zobo. What not, what not, what not. And after I made the Zobo that night, I put it in my auntie's freezer. And the next day, I took it out to sell. I sold to her neighbor. She, the neighbor gave me 1200 Like she rewarded me 1200 and she bought like one or was it two? Then I took it out that day. I sold to people on the road. Like I'm literally smiling because I was so young, but I was so bold. I was only 2018. I was only 16, guys. And this was not a place I had grown up in. I had anyone I bet grew up, grew up, grew up. <laughs> This was a place that I wasn't familiar with, but like I went, I did all of these things and I sold to people and I just kept talking to them like, oh, I have this thing for sale. I have this thing for sale. I used to make deliveries to one woman that really likes my Zobo. Oh my God, I just recalled that. <laughs> like, I would take my Zobo to her house. I think she only had one daughter. Uh, Back to what we are saying. <laughs> but yeah, like, this is just like my formative entrepreneurship years. Now, when I came to Uyo, I knew that I had talks like with a family friend, even with my mother, and they were asking me, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to earn money? Because I need to be doing something. And I already had it at the back of my mind that, oh, maybe I'll be making donuts. But you guys, I don't know how to, I didn't know, how, I did not know how to make donuts at that point in time. So how was that feasible and how was that possible? I really did not know. So I was like, I don't know, Shah. When I got into school, maybe two weeks after, I started making more and more to sell. Yeah. And I sort of figured that, oh, the money my father was giving me was just not going to be enough for me. Because I use money. I mean, we all do. And yeah. So I went and I started selling my money to my colleagues in school. Imagine being in year one. You just came to school and trying to sell more and more. Everybody was looking at me weirdly, like, who is this girl? Why is she doing this thing? Doesn't she have shame? But, like, I had more, like, pride. I had so much confidence. And I knew I needed to get you people's money into my hands. So I sold, like, ah, may your soul rest in peace, Diamond. Before Diamond died, one of my colleagues died, you guys. Before Diamond died, she always asked me, oh, Priscilla, when are you going to make more and more? And I always promised, oh, I'll make more and more because of you. The day I heard of Diamond's death, I cried. Like, I felt so bad that I never made that more and more. But I was happy that I always sent hugs and shared hugs with 
diamond i didn't even know that she was sick but yeah you see in nigerian students already losing colleagues however may diamond so rest in peace so yeah this is just basically like things that have happened how i started what i first sold so in we here i sold more and more then let me give you guys a random gist one day those people that live in uyo will understand my gist properly so when i was in when i was in um in uyo i think the first week or the second week because i used to make smoothies and all of all those things from home i had some money you know all those extra cash people will give you so when i came to uyo i decided not to use extra cash to do anything but I bought myself a blender and I bought myself a juicer the first or the second week when I came to Oyo. I think after I had gotten a house, yeah. So after doing that, I had to look for like, I wanted to look for a gym to go pitch myself to them and tell them, oh, I sell this thing and do this thing and do that thing. And I went to the gym, one gym, one day. And when I went there, Metroflex gym, when I went there, I met one guy. I told him, oh, this is what I do. This is what I sell. Blah, 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 blah. And he said, oh, bring your stuff to the gym on Saturday. Lo and behold, Saturday came. I went to the market, bought bottles, bottles that were sealed and everything. Saturday came and I took my stuff to that gym. I never sold it there, you guys. And this is like one thing you should know that whatever you are doing, if you ever allow someone's let me use the word bad belly to stop you or if you would ever allow people's nasty opinions to stop you you'd be stopped forever so um i took my stuff to that gym that morning very early in the morning because people supposedly came to the gym very early and when i went to the gym that day they didn't have a fridge in the gym and i forgot why well, i don't know i forgot the guy's name I used to have his number saved on my phone till I got a new one. And, you know, he, like, offered, he told me, he was a coach there. I think he's still a coach there. He told me, I think his name is Douglas or Donatus or something like that. He now, like, there's a shop in front of the gym. He now, like, went to the woman's store and told her that, oh, he wants to keep, like, some stuff in her fridge. Then the woman now asked him, oh, what does he want to keep? He said he was like, you know, showed her my drinks. I thought I was the one doing it too. And it was for sale. You guys, that was where trouble started. I am a lonely girl in Uyo. I have no family. My first business attempt ever in a strange land. And a woman that would have been a mother figure. Not like I wanted her to be my mother. That would have been a mother figure. She started shouting. She started shouting at me. She started shouting at the guy. Telling the guy that, oh, he can't drop his stuff in her fridge. He wants to spoil markets for her. Doesn't he know that people will come to buy, like, her soft drinks? And I don't know. But I think the woman was the mother to the son that owned the gym or something like it was just a story because she was so confident about me not selling because like her son or whoever put her there do you guys understand how this this must i think she even insulted me i can't really recall but like 
the guy now told me oh i can't sell my stuff here again i think it took like 12 or 20 pieces i can't even recall like i can't it's so funny that i can't recall this thing and they sent me out and i had invested my money in that thing so i cried that morning and i left that gym and i just said that oh let me just enter school and when i got to school i saw like new long young students and lost students likewise myself they were doing something like a field activity or something sports and i just joined them and i told them that oh i have this thing to sell and people bought like i think i said a like hundred naira self meanwhile i would have sold normally for like 300 or even 500 i think i sold a hundred naira self and that was just it to you guys that was like the first thing i ever i think before the before the memo self i attempted doing that thing in uyo and this woman insulted me bashed me out of her shop that was the first time i stepped my foot on oron road okay the second time actually because the first time i went was like the gym and that was like the second time i ever went there and the guy told me he was going to actually pay me for doing my stuff and like nobody buying it and i kept like i asked him like two times oh how far like are you going to pay me because he was one that made like i would not have done a funny like it was in a lot of numbers i would have not have done that but he made me do that and i went there and nobody bought and i got insulted and thrown out they were speaking ibibio it was just like i don't know why i'm not tearing up right now guys but yeah that happened yeah now i currently i'm a nigerian student in my second year so i got into this university in 2020 and when 2022 ideally i'm supposed to be like in my third year but you know strike happened and yeah we are still here and funny thing is we are currently on strike but there's one thing about being a nigerian student right now like you hardly and barely see a nigerian student who is not just being a student you would see a student who is trying to be a tailor. You see a student who is trying to be a musician. You see a student who is trying to sell oil, perfumes. You see a student who is trying to be a caterer. You see a student who is doing a side hustle, an active side hustle. As a Nigerian student, there is no way, like, I don't think... I currently do not think that there are Nigerian students who do not involve themselves in activities. Like, even if you don't even want to do business currently in this country, the way our the way the country is, the situation of the country is, you are automatically like relayed to being a businessman or a businesswoman because you are trying to figure out. Oh, what's going to happen? Because you already know that uh, this Niger will be day. Nothing really, really come out like that. You know how we have circulating stories going around saying that, oh, there are no jobs. And we always see, like today you hear 20 million Nigerians have no job. And blah, 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 blah. The rate of unemployment is so much. You guys know what I'm talking about. So as a Nigerian student, now you are like 
you are forced it's like a choke on you to have to do a business or to just have a side hustle and 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 i have say it again is a blessing and it is a curse i swear it's a blessing because you have um you have something for yourself like you can earn something for yourself you can afford to buy data for yourself do you understand if let's say out of every other thing if your hustle only pays your data bills guys shout out that your hustle because currently you need to, like, if you're not even online you feel like nothing is happening it's like oh jesus christ i'm missing out me i don't miss out on anything <laughs> It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm missing out on a whole lot. This person is chatting me. This person is texting me. Oh, I don't know. Like, that's just what's in your brain if you don't have data. So if you have a hustle that can pay you 500 naira, what the hell? 100 naira, even if it's daily, you can actually do a subscription. Manage it. If it is 100 naira you earn from your business, let's assume. And I know it's more than that. Manage it and get paid. You guys know what I am talking about. <laughs> I use it for your data. Let's assume that's the only thing you even need money for. Do you understand? Yeah. That's like a blessing. Now, the cost side of it is people now run into businesses that they have no interest in. People now run into businesses because their peer is doing it or that person is doing it or because they see that, oh, this guy has done this thing you know, and it looks like something is working for him make i go took hand maybe he go work for me do you guys understand now for a few persons they now even misplace priority you know you can have a skill or a talent that you grow over time and it just succeeds for you yeah without even straining yourself you you see a few persons that are musician that once you hear musicians the way you hear them sings like uh but you see another person that you know that all this person's calling is not music. I'm not really calling out musicians or anything because, bro, I don't like to shit on people's creativity and all of all those things. But, like, you know. Now, that's just what a few persons, like, now do. They are now, like, kept in a circle whereby they have to, like, keep doing something they have no interest in. And maybe they now keep failing and failing. However, if you keep doing something you're not interested in, maybe you keep failing and failing. Do you know that consistency can make you pass? and surpass that level but like that's on that just for another day do you agree yes or no yeah so back to what i was saying so like i feel like that's the cost part of it then it becomes mentally draining do you understand because now there's so much pressure on yourself to deliver so much pressure on yourself to do this to do that like and you're not even doing any of it no none of that thing is happening for you do you understand? So that's, that's why I feel like it's a cost and it's draining. Now, I had an episode with Bobby, the last episode, and I think even on his episode, and he asked me, how do you combine business and school? I, I think I don't see business and school as two different things. Oh, in the past, I didn't see it as two different things. I saw it as one thing. And I would create, like, let's say, I didn't used to read every day. I currently do not read every day. I am trying to read every day. 
my dream and to be saving to like i have put that on sort of a pause but like yeah i didn't like if it was just time for me to read i would just know that oh let's say if it was time if it was exam time or test time i'll just pick up my book to read if it was time to go to class i'll just carry my stuff to school and just take it there and just sell my stuff so everything was like one it was me as a student me as a businesswoman there was no separate entity like oh this is business time or oh this is school time the only time i separated my business from my school was during exam period so let's say my exams are in two weeks time i just stop like i just automatically put a stop like that thing that they say we are closed for the day i just put it in front of my mind and close down all my business like i just don't do anything about it at all at all that's what i do so that's the only time like i put a distinction and really i feel like that was bad because yeah that was how i was just coping that's how i was thinking so for instance 2022 i started to sell zobo again so i knew that oh i just needed to take zobo to school and I needed to be in school so it was not i was not i was not trying to choose one and leave one i just knew that i had to go to school with zobo so therefore i'll figure out a way to make zobo and take zobo to school like there there was no debate whether or not i should or i should not mm -mm. not in my books i just knew that oh today is zobo day oh yeah carry zobo they go school she cannot <laughs> you guys understand so I never really separated it, but I just feel like that was bad because it did not help me see the importance of my education, of being in school. Like I didn't like I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. I know I want to be a lawyer, but like my time in school, I was not spending it with the consciousness that I am in school. I mostly spent it with the consciousness that oh I'm in school and I need to sell this thing and I need to make money. Do you understand? So um I am currently like scrapping out that thing. I'm trying to put myself, let's say once school resumes, I'm trying to put myself in the position whereby I know that oh my business is important and my school is important. <laughs> do you understand? So that's like a thing I am trying to do for myself right now so like how did i combine school and business and podcasting and all of all those things yeah in the past that was how it was but right now i'm going to put myself like on this on a schedule on a lifestyle routine type of thing it's like oh i know that i have to do this about my business today i know that oh i have to do this and i mean we have to like be in school and gets my degree and all of all those things so if i could like i'll give like a majority of my time to my studies and not otherwise however being a nigerian student is hard i tell you i tell you and i tell you again being a nigerian student is hard because you know the stereotypical mindset that is set on every nigerian student that oh as a student you are maybe bound to be jobless or as a law student, people tell me that, oh, when you are done, you become a child and be a lawyer. I don't even know what that means. 
<laughs> or lawyers that their shoes are not properly fixed or something or someone just even ridicules you for being innocent because they're like do you know how many lawyers we have in nigeria i'm like sis shut up you don't even know me <laughs> but yeah like that happens a whole lot so being a nigerian student is almost like stress and everything yeah now so now i am like being with the reality of oh i want to be a student that actually understands what's happening in the system and not just moving by it like i want to know that oh i am in year two second semester and oh i see this thing in this slide i understand what they're talking about i understand what school is like i want to be the one to pass through school not school passing through me do you understand so on some days i am hit with the reality that oh i love school and right now to be honest i am hit with the reality of being tired of slow years because as a Nigerian student, you don't know when you are graduating. I think in the year 2020, I assumed that I was going to be done in 2024 or 2025. Why 2024 was because my set actually resumed 2019 and I had no idea. You understand? So I just thought that, oh, okay, well, this is what it was going to be and all of all those things. But like right now, I don't know, guys. I don't know what I'm going to graduate from this school. And it's almost like taunting. It's almost like haunting at the same time. Because you know, I am like, bro, my secondary school mates, I'm not comparing myself because this is my life and that is their life. I like done with university. However, I just always think like, bro, people I knew, it feels like their life are fast paced and all of all those things. And look at where I'm at. So that's just, that's what's making me tired. It's like, anytime I think of that thing, it's like life is being sapped out of my reality because I'm like, why is the educational system in this country this slow? I mean, can we have a change? But that's another thing to talk about now. Right now, we are on strike and we have to deal with it. I'm trying to learn more on editing, like my audio editing skills. I make graphics, all the graphics on the Scribe podcast. I made it. Can you give me a shout? Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, I made it. And I'll be the one making like more graphics for my brand, for Kula.ng, for Describe, for Mama Kula, and all of all those things. Yeah. For me, Describe is like an outlet. I mean, I spent about 15 minutes. This is for 8 minutes counting, but it's going to get into like 15 minutes, even an hour. Just me talking. It's like an outlet for me to express myself, how I feel, and how everything is to me. I am a Nigerian student. I am deep in between multitasking and figuring out my life. I am deep in between understanding why Nigeria is this way. I am deep in between. I don't even know if that sentence is correct. But I am in between and deep in it trying to make a living for myself i am here for kula.ng i am here for describe these are like my babies i am here for young and wild podcast because they are like my they're like my youthful pride i don't know how to put it like these are the things i can see for myself and be proud of do you understand 
I can sit back and look. I mean, I just told you guys stories of how someone sent me out from a place, how I used to sell more and more, and all of all those things. I can sit back and look back through the scribe and say, wow, through Kula.ng and say, wow. The first business name I ever had for myself was actually Handy Tidbits. And I don't know, when the name Kula.ng came, I just changed it from Handy Tidbits to Kula.ng. Maybe in the future I'll use that name or maybe not. The first name I ever got for a brand that I had was called this was not this <laughs> I'm in love with this crime. Was called Candepri, C A N D E P R I. This is a brand from myself and my sister. Look how the name came about. C A, my father's name, Kasme. N, Naomi. D, D is Deborah, my sister. Pri, P R I, Priscilla. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's how the name came about. That's how the name Kandepri came about. And yeah, it's like a very, very cool name. Yeah, for me. You guys, I am currently in the phase where I'm striving for my life. Striving to be alive. Yes, because things have been so difficult with me. Like, I know I have a podcast that would have, like, 14 or 15 episodes. And it looks like, oh, this girl is fine and all of all those things. But I am currently at that space where I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to live. One, because of maybe the country. Do you understand? The way this country makes things sometimes. I mean, I'm on strike. I don't know when the strike is going to be called off. I'm currently trying to see if I can figure out more ways to be a greater graphic designer and i'm just trying to see if i can stay sane do you understand being in the second year for three years or four years as some people would claim and say as a nigerian student as in for two like just two classes for those long amounts of years feels like hell i mean i feel like i have superhero powers and energy and strength because um i multitask i figure out a way how to do all these things and there is me trying to be a superwoman for myself for my mother then for her to know that she's a proud mother who has a child that is doing good for herself first for my unborn babies i mean for my father also so that when i give birth to my children they don't have to go through the length of waiting for four years and time to the university. I mean, I would have money and I can even put them through a private university and having a proper education system in due years would not be a problem. Do you understand? Yeah, and it's just me telling my story. This is like an unending tale. Like I have unending tales about myself. But this is me. This is the Nigerian student and this is what I have for you guys and this is like the longest episode I have made on my own and alone. I'm so glad that I was able to cover up almost everything I wanted to say on this episode and yeah, what a good life. Yeah, pause, take a pause. I mean, take a pause, go and subscribe, 
Please share, drop a review, and tell me if you want to be on the show. I don't mind having you on my show. I'm out. Bye. Remember, this is like an unending tale because I always give you story about my life. <laughs>